0: following is a presentation of the black hollywood live network the first online broadcast network dedicated to african-american entertainment hollywood redefined from los angeles california presented by maria Manunos and streaming live thanks to akamai technologies this is black hollywood live breaking into featuring in-depth interviews with today's most influential entertainment figures highlighting their tips tricks and techniques on breaking into the entertainment industry you're listening And now, the host of Black Hollywood Live, Breaking Into.
1: Hello. Oh, I like that jam. Taking it back old school. (laughs) Hello. Welcome to Black Hollywood Live, Breaking Into. I'm your host, Jessica King, also the producer of Fox's hit TV show, Dish Nation. Check it out. And today we are going to learn how to break into the world of blogging. We are joined by music blogger and creator of of lifeofarockstar.com, Nicole Hanratty. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. How are you today? I am great. I'm great. Thank you for asking. Well, you know, you're going to teach us everything there is to know about blogging today. Oh, great. So let's Perfect. jump right into it. You, uh, you went to UC Santa Cruz for school and you studied legal studies and politics I did. and then you got your master's in political science. Obviously those have nothing to do with blogging. What was your original plan and how did you transition into writing?
2: My original plan out of college was to go into international law, and life just took a few turns on me, and yet I think that all the writing that I did in college, it perfectly prepared me for a career in writing, and I think pretty early on, post-graduating with my master's, I knew I wanted to write, Mm -hmm. and I started just trying out all different formats, And eventually getting to the point where I created this blog, and it just evolved from there.
1: So without a
2: blogging
1: background, per se, Mm -hmm. how did you even know where to begin?
2: It's a great question, because I started when no one else was really doing it. Mm -hmm. And so I played around with it for a long time before I actually started taking it seriously and realizing that I actually could do something with it. Mm -hmm. So it was such a learning curve because I taught myself everything from SEO to editing to, um, Photoshopping and all of those things. I just individually took the time to teach myself and I've had a great time doing it Mm -hmm. step by step. That's impressive
1: that you taught yourself everything. What are some of those tools that are needed to successfully start a blog from the very beginning?
2: Oh, well, you have to have an interest for, mm-hmm. and a main focus. And then, uh, I would say you have to have a lot of caffeine on hand <laughs> at all times. <laughs> that always helps, right? It does help. Uh, you, cause just because you have to put a lot of hours into it. Mm-hmm. And there's that whole book about 10,000 hours and how you have to really put everything in, all your time in if you want to be successful at something. And I think that's true of blogging as well. Mm-hmm. I, it, it is an 18 to 20 hour a day job. Right.
1: Well, you know, a lot of people these days will blog just as a hobby, you know, Mm -hmm. like whether it's a tutorial or just to get, get thoughts off their mind and whatnot. How do you know when it's time to take blogging from a hobby to a career?
2: I think that's probably a personal choice for everyone. For me, it happened when I started realizing that I had a, a really strong focus that was resonating with people. Mm-hmm. And so the more interviews I started getting with musicians, that's when I realized this is, this was what I was meant to do with my writing. This is my calling. And I think that's when I segued. And I think for anyone who's doing it as a hobby, as soon as you realize you've, you've created an, um, a subject or an interest that's connected with fans, Mm -hmm. then you know you've got it. You've clicked.
1: Now, also, a lot of people don't realize how lucrative blogging can be. Um, And it's actually dependent on a few different things. What are some of those factors that you need in order to reach your full potential as a professional blogger?
2: Well, I haven't reached mine yet. So I (laughs) think it's ongoing. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's part of it. You have to have drive and you have to wake up every day wanting to do more Mm -hmm. and that's what's exciting to me and every time that I take on a new level and my blogging climbs to a new level it's a bigger deal like I thought there was just a big thing about how for the first time ever Anna Wintour had a fashion blogger in uh, on the red carpet at the Met Gala Mm -hmm. and that was a really big deal for the blogging world because we are no longer just bloggers it's now a real recognized Profession and that for me is what's exciting about it. Is you can always just keep growing, covering bigger and bigger events, and being invited to the Met Gala. Wow, that would be yeah. goal. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are uh, some? Uh, how how important is networking in your field, and and what are some of the most effective ways to do it?
2: I'm everywhere that I am today because of networking and mm-hmm. the people that I meet. And if you are not out there meeting new people every day, you're not going to get. As far as you need to go and building those relationships is the most important thing. The other thing I think is to keep in mind that I've learned along the way is never to hold grudges. Um, if you, if someone tells you no today and you feel a little slighted by that no, you've got to wash that off, let that wash over you and then go move moving forward. You will find a way to work with them again in the future. Right. Like, And I've just learned, like, it doesn't matter if the the interview with my blog wasn't a fit today. If in two months it is, great. I'm not, I'm not holding any grudges. Let's go. Let's do this. Right. Well,
1: you know, blogging Mm -hmm. is, you know, a fairly new term over the years. Of course. Um, And it's becoming more and more popular, of course. And as the internet becomes more intricate, I feel like the rules are always changing. Do you feel like you have to kind of write the rules as you go
2: like the wild west we're writing the rules yeah, as go. <laughs>
1: exactly like there's no like how to guide you know whereas a lot of let's say banking like goes back years and years and years and you're learning from different whether it's handbooks or mentors mm-hmm. or whatnot but with blogging it's kind of such a new profession that the rules are always changing especially as the internet continues to change
2: I think that's true uh, to a certain extent but I think society has basic basic morals and guidelines they want you to adhere to and mm-hmm. so th- I think the the for me in particular the general standards of journalism pretty much apply I don't mm-hmm. think that there's too much that's uh outside the box and I think that there's just a code that you kind of follow that you resonates with your fans Right
1: Well lately it seems that even the most corporate companies are blogging these days or have a mm-hmm. blog on their website.
2: That's true. Why
1: is it important for companies to have blogs as opposed to just having their website and having information on there?
2: And that's a great question because more and more brands are are definitely doing that. And what I think is really interesting is that they are, in particular, brands are reaching into the music world. Right. So it's really exciting for me to see that, how much brands are, are incorporating and helping indie musicians, have, which is my... That's my main focus, right. and I love seeing how they're doing that. They're basically taking their brands are taking their need to connect with fans through a blog, and then they're using it to find well, what do our what does our what do our car drivers, our potential people who customers want to hear about? Mm-hmm. Well, they actually don't want to hear repetitively about your car. They want to hear about the last movie that you sponsored, like when uh, Furious Seven, Atlantic Records did. A soundtrack with Furious Seven, and then it was Jeep and Chrysler who kind of got involved with with that movie right. and that record and so then you start seeing those kinds of articles on their blog and then and whoever there were tons of artists who were represented on that soundtrack who right. then got exposure that way so it's actually really exciting because the more brands do it, the more exposure they're giving to indie musicians, and I love that, yeah. That's cool how it all connects together. It all it
1: does. comes back like in a circular motion. Uh, let's talk a little more specifically about your blog, Life of a Rockstar. Uh, at one point in your life, you basically realized that you were essentially living the life of a rock star. You had VIP treatment. You were hanging with the celebs, uh, which essentially at some point led you to, to start thinking about creating this blog. How did you get on that inside track?
2: Well, it's really interesting that you asked that because I don't know that there's just one answer. I think in L.A. there are so many people who are so well-connected uh, that it's not a surprise that living in L.A. you get invited to more things mm-hmm. just by virtue of where we live, right? But um, I was married to a ticket broker, and so we would just go to some incredible events and concerts and things, and then moving forward, you – meet more people in your community who are also, you know, they're producing this TV show or that one. And I eventually just got to the point where I, I, I thought, okay, this, these are things I could write about. These are inside experiences that mm-hmm. people are, you know, they like to hear the stories and what it was like and going there. And it, it can't go without saying that the, The irony was in the satirical commentary on the fact that, you know, here I would go and do these super fun things. And yet I'm coming home and I'm cleaning my bathroom and my toilet like everybody else. And I'm running those errands and doing everything. So I always thought it was funny because people tend to judge you by your you know if you have a good story or something you've just done they start to think oh your your whole life is magical like that right. and the reality is especially for celebrities and musicians they work so hard to get where they are and on a daily basis even if they're on the road they're enduring that road trip right and they're putting in so many hours and they're missing their family and they're missing so much and it's so easy to judge people's lives from the outside, but there's really so much hard work. Mm-hmm. And lots of times in particular, there's pain and suffering that went into their art. Right. And so the more I started to develop the idea, I really wanted to tell that story. And I love when I'm talking to musicians and they'll, they'll, let, me, they'll let me have access to their story, how right. the hard work, the, the story behind how they've gotten where they are. And it's always a great story and it's inspirational.
1: That's so cool. I always love the backstory. The backstory is always more interesting than the the present. I feel like
2: it is. It is. It's kind of. It's how I found that I can connect with fans, and I love mm-hmm. telling that story.
1: Now, was that lifestyle something that you had always been curious about, or was it just you were surrounded by it and and just thought, oh, this would be interesting to document?
2: You know, I think as an adult, for the most part, yes, I've I've been surrounded by a lot of. Hollywood celebrity mm-hmm. musician type people and yet at the same time like I said I live a very you know normal life mm-hmm. so it's just the the difference between the two worlds and kind of bringing it fusing it together and it's made for this great great area where people can tell their story and when they Take an interview with me. They know I'm going to ask them real questions and they specifically publicists will come to me because I'll tell that story. I'll ask those questions. I don't want to just hear about, you know, the, the last girl that he hooked up with on the road. You know, the, the, even though those are good, fun stories, it's not what I'm going to ask. And publicists right. will specifically, you know, reach out to me and say, Hey, you know, will you interview my client? Because they, they want that human side of their artists told that story too. So right. I love doing that.
1: Well, it's one thing to build that trust, which you have, but it's another to build the clientele to get them to trust you. Right. So when you first started blogging, how did you build that clientele up?
2: The networking you were talking about earlier is mm-hmm. so important. And right. that's, I think, how how you can succeed mm-hmm. in this field. You just have to keep meeting people. And it's all about asking I I just, lots of times I just ask, right? you know, know, it's all you can do.
1: It doesn't hurt, right? It doesn't. What, what, what exactly were you doing before you started blogging?
2: That is a great question. Oh, uh, just being a mommy. Mm -hmm. Like I hear that you are now nine months into that job. I am. It's every day is a new day. (laughs) Yeah. There was just a little bit of time between college where I, you know, took that time to have a child and Mm -hmm. it just it just gives you more material and more real life experience right
1: and so how often are you you know do you have guidelines when you're blogging like you post something every single day are you interviewing like lined up throughout the entire week how often are you updating the blog and how essential is that to keep keep it as fresh as possible
2: so definitely with blogging it's a it's a daily it's a daily update and the editorial calendar it spans between for instance it's such a sad day for music today with bb king passing away right. and that, that news kind of coming in late last night so potentially something that was going to be front and center this morning instead was not so it's, it's it does evolve and it is based on news Mm-hmm. and things that come out in the music world um, at the same time. Obviously, things like Coachella, you, like looking forward, we've got Outside Lands coming up. There's some great things that I know those are just on the calendar, mm-hmm. and those those will fill a spot.
1: Right. Walk us through a little bit of the brainstorming process when you think of a story that you want to cover or a celebrity that you want to try to, f- try to get an interview with. Um, take us from start to finish with, how you go about contacting the person, how you go about finding the story that you want rather than the story that everyone else is doing, mm-hmm. and, you know, to the process of, of doing the interview.
2: Well, I've, I've met a lot of people who do, who interview others for a living. Mm-hmm. And it seems like we all have a different process. Uh, I definitely put my time into reading lyrics. Right. Because of, usually it's typically a musician, so I put my time into reading lyrics, and sometimes that works because they've actually written the song. And then sometimes it, I'll, I'll ask, I'll pose a question, and they'll say, "Well, I didn't actually write this song," mm-hmm. you know. So then I have to kind of rework my question, and right. um, but that's you can see a lot in someone's art, and so that's where I sort of look for inspiration to mm-hmm. delve deeper and find the story that mm-hmm. I'm looking for. And I'll never forget one time I was interviewing someone and I just asked the question, um what three things would you say got you to where you are today? And he opened up about started talking about how he had when he was 18 he had broke his back and was had to relearn to walk and that oh, was wow. nowhere in his press kit. And yeah. I'm sure you can imagine sitting here with me thinking like if I just threw that out at you you'd go, "Whoa, Whoa yeah. Was <laughs> that wasn't right. in here." Right? <laughs> so sometimes you can ask just a really generic question mm-hmm. and you just have to be prepared. You have to be prepared to take the answer that you get and really process it fast on Mm -hmm. the spot and then move forward from that and follow up, you know, with a good follow-up question. Right.
1: You know, there, there are so many blogs out there and there are a lot of music blogs out there as well. How do you make sure that your blog stands out from the rest and, Mm -hmm. and drive people to your blog?
2: So I love to, I'd love to really highlight indie musicians. Mm -hmm. And there are tons of blogs that have different specialties, whether it's metal or country music, things like that. That's my specialty. And so I think I stand out a little bit because of that. Mm -hmm. I definitely get, I have an inbox full of hundreds of emails a day from indie indie musicians and bands who specifically know that I'm an outlet for them. And I think that that's important. Um, it's a great way to stand out is to pick a niche within music, if you were going to do a music blog and to try and take on the whole music industry is just overwhelming. Unless mm. you are a billboard where you have the staff and you can do that right. to be a, a blog, you, I think you really need to focus.
1: Right.
2: And I love, I mean, it's not that I don't love all those other genres. It's, and I will occasionally like interviewing Lecrae was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's s- so talented and such an inspiration, not only to His music fans, but to professional athletes. I mean, he goes into the locker rooms and gives them pep talks before their games. He's amazing, and I there's no way I was going to turn that interview down. But he he does. Did he necessarily fit my niche? No. Mm -hmm. But so you have to be a little flexible too. Right.
1: We know the scope of music has changed so much over the years. And recently, you know, a show like American Idol, which focuses on music as well, they just announced that, you know, next season is going to be their last season after 14 seasons. Right. And of course, there's a lot of people speculating that they simply just can't compete with, like, things like YouTube and, and stars kind of discovering themselves and not necessarily needing the voting system and whatnot. How has have those changes in music affected your line of work?
2: I think the more that there, the more outlets there are for musicians, the more there is for me to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I actually think it helps me mm-hmm. because the the, e- the easy access that musicians have to upload music videos makes it so there's just more content for me to go through. Right. And I think that it doesn't at all. I don't think it at all affects me in any way negative. I can't see a negative to musicians having more outlets to get their music to fans. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you think that the days of let's say, you know, talent agents discovering talent or or viewers voting for winners? Are, are those days kind of dying down?
2: I don't think so because you see it all the time on blogs. You see musicians and your contests for musicians which voting, like, best... I don't know, best new album or whatnot. And you'll see blogs having running contests all the time, asking mm-hmm. people to vote up their, their favorite band. And right. the number of music award shows just has seemed to explode Have you noticed that? Right. I, I literally no possible way I could cover yeah. them all. It's, it, it's every single person every venue every outlet has a music award show now and it's so I actually think to a certain extent that whole idea that people want to be involved in recognize their favorites is actually increasing right
1: well I know you said you focus mostly on indie but like you said you are very flexible and some people you right. can't turn down so you have right. interviewed all across all genres you've done country with Jana Kramer Ashley Monroe uh, you've done yes. r and with Fifth Harmony, Ryan Cabrera, the list goes on. So considering that the life of a rock star goes beyond rock, what exactly does a rock star entail for you and, and your blog?
2: Well, because I'm so charity focused on my blog that mm-hmm. the, the to me the the rock stars are the musicians who give back, mm-hmm. and i that is my defining question, which charity is closest to your heart right and so all of those people that you've mentioned have done amazing things mm-hmm. and are highly charitable people and that is to me that is the most important thing is how how do you give back? how do you take what you're gaining from your career and turn around and give back right. Well, speaking
1: of giving back and charity, um, each year you produce a live music event. I do uh, Casa Pacifica in Camarillo, California.
2: Are you familiar with Casa Pacifica?
1: I read all about it, but I want you to tell us a little bit about it and why it's close to your heart. And then also tell us about what goes into producing the event each year.
2: So it's really evolved and I've couldn't do it without my friends they've all helped me tremendously and each year they put in their time and donate their not only their resources but their funds and their time and they come and spend all day with me and it it basically it is one of the only times you can get into casa pacifica and be hands-on with the children most of their events are charities for their premise, they mm-hmm. they basically house um, and help to rehabilitate children who have been severely abused and neglected. Mm-hmm. Really, they take national cases. It's really, some of the worst things that you can imagine. Um, the children wind up there or are being rehabilitated there. So it is in it is an in residence program, and it's phenomenal the work they do. So. I know they have their big wine festival coming up in the Conejo Valley, and that is something where you you just show up and you support and you have a good time. But what I do is just this one special day of the year where the kids mm-hmm. come in, and it's heartbreaking, Jessica. They're shopping; they have they make a list of people they want to shop for, mm-hmm. and it can it can include their mom or their dad or sisters. And we get to help them shop. These are all donated items. Amgen comes in and transforms their gymnasium and turns Mm -hmm. it into a winter wonderland and they we help them shop from the donated gift items and then they get to wrap them and sometimes you'll say well what do you think your mom would like Mm -hmm. and they'll say i i don't really know i don't really know her and but there's that feeling innate in every child that they want to give they want to shop for gifts for their family and in some cases, their families do get to come visit them, mm-hmm. and they do actually get to give the gifts, but sometimes they just shop for friends at school because right. that's, that's who they, what they have. have. And it's amazing. These musicians come in, and they spend the whole day taking shifts, singing to these children. The kids this year, one of the children from last year, came running up to me first thing in the morning and said, is Ari coming back? Cause Ari welcome has come in, and has he's two years in a row donated his time, and this child remembered him and yeah. i was like thank god he's coming back and my answer can be yes yeah. right and as soon as he got there he came up and ran up and hugged him and he had the little boy had the whole center in tears because he's he has a lot of developmental issues as a result mm-hmm. of what he was put through so when they saw him stop and connect with this musician who he'd only seen one time before a year earlier Mm. they uh, there was just not a dry eye in the place and you realize then what an amazing effect live music has on people and these children who never when would they get live music right so it's just it's phenomenal and to give back that way is amazing and i'm so grateful to my friends who helped me put this on every year because i couldn't do without with them
1: it's such a great cause. What kind of goes into the preparation for such a big event like that?
2: Well, uh, my friend Stacy Uberstein, she's amazing. She this year she took on filling stockings for all the kids, mm-hmm. and so she basically transformed her home into Santa's workshop and bought oh, wow. all uh, hundreds <laughs> of toys and stuffed stockings. And then, you know, we brought all we brought those all. Um, obviously, it's booking production and a sound sound person and having the staging out and making sure everything is decorated and making sure that my set list gets through the day and all the artists come prepared with some Christmas carols and things to sing and um, we usually bring some snacks and it's right. a whole – it's it's what you would – exactly what you would think if you wanted to put on a show that went from 9 in the morning until 6 at night.
1: Right. And you also do some work with
2: lupus, correct? I do. So that same friend who comes out and helps me with Casa Pacifica, Stacey Oberstein, her she is on the planning committee for – this big event coming up with lupus la it's their orange bowl and this year it's i believe the theme is a night of superheroes and they just announced um that seal is going to headline it oh wow so i'm That's super cool. excited it's june 6th anyone who can come out should it's a beautiful gala mm-hmm. and it's just it's gonna be at, at fox studios outside sort of like a new york mm-hmm. theme it's gonna be amazing and um, lupus is an is a disease that primarily affects women. Um, I think there's also a disproportionate number that it affects uh, Black people as well. And I don't. I I know that this event is a, is a huge part of what helps Lupus LA right. get through the year and help these families. I know Tony Braxton is a huge supporter. And um, last year at the poker event, I helped plan for lupus la we had nick cannon which was exciting wow yes so they do a couple of big events but right now it's lupus awareness month may Mm -hmm. is and so lupus la has a um it's it's high five for lupus and you can text uh is it two zero two 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 and if you donate through five dollars through your cell phone carrier so lots going on with lupus la yeah that's great
1: with in your profession you know You're obviously very busy with blogging. You're a mom. Why is giving back important to you with everything
2: else that you have going on as well? Excellent question. I think giving back is actually um, really healing, and it's a great way to keep yourself grounded. Mm -hmm. And I know that each year that I go to Costa Pacifica, I am reminded of the blessings in my life. And I think that we all could use a good dose of that. That's great. What would you say are some
1: of the biggest challenges that you've faced in your profession?
2: Oh, um, so I think one of the biggest challenges for me is because I <laughs> I basically started this, mid, you know, midlife. I think for me, one of the biggest challenges was just getting out there and starting, mm-hmm. and. I I think what's great about me doing this is that it shows everyone that all you have to do is put one foot forward. Right. And every single day go out and just keep pushing and you can do it. Because it, for me, starting midlife is a, was a little challenging. Yeah.
1: Well, on the other end of the spectrum, what would you say are some of the biggest benefits of blogging?
2: Oh, the fun things you get to do wow. I'm, I mean, sometimes I call my girlfriends and I'll say, Hey, I got invited to this event or that one. And they're just, there's, I'm thinking they're doing me a favor. I'm saying, please come with me. And they're right. like, oh, no, yeah, 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 I'm coming. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, they're like, wait, no, I wanted it to be her plus one, right. you know? So sometimes I can just get invited to really fun things.
1: Right. Well, social media and digital media have obviously made a huge impact on the entertainment industry, especially in recent years. And of course that includes blogging. So How have social media and digital media in general impacted you personally?
2: It's a really fine line between divulging too much and not enough. Mm -hmm. And I think since that would go back to your Wild West question and what's defined and what's undefined. And that is where the biggest line is because being a blogger, people really expect to have full access to your life. And I have a lot of boundaries. Right. So that I think is the, is the issue for me is Mm -hmm. how, is every day I sort of walk that line. How much is too much? What do I want to keep personal and private for myself? It's the hardest part, right? I think so, <laughs> don't you? I totally do. I totally. And then do. I have to have this rule that if on occasion I have a cocktail, there can be no posting, right? Right. <laughs> because you, you, you sort of inhibitions listen. or... a little, yeah, right. And it seems funny in the moment, and then later you go, oh, that wasn't so funny. That's a great
1: rule, <laughs> honestly. I, I might uh, steal that from <laughs> you because I never thought you're right. Like when you're drinking a little bit, you want to post a little more. And the next day you're kind of like, Oh, why did I post that? Like I shouldn't have done that.
2: I know. Right.
1: (laughs) Well, as we wrap things up, if you could give one piece of advice to someone who wants to follow in your footsteps, what would it be?
2: So just be brave, ask questions and try everything. Mm -hmm. And I think if you really put your heart into it and you decide you, it is what you want to do, then it doesn't matter how many no's you hear. Just keep going until you get a yes because right. when you get that yes, it's so exciting.
1: And you're bound to get it eventually, right? Yes, you are.
2: <laughs> you are bound to get it. Yes.
1: Awesome. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us. Please tell us where we could find you, speaking of social media.
2: Great. I'm, I'm at lifeofrockstar.com and you can find me at, on Instagram, it's Nicole.hanrady. and our website, Facebook is forward slash lifeofrockstar and our website, Twitter is at L-O-A-R underscore music
1: great well good luck with everything you have an amazing blog thank you we've learned so much from you today and thank you again for joining us thanks for having me jessica and thank you guys for joining us catch us online catch me at i am jessica king on twitter and on instagram at jess and uh we'll see you next time
0: The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of DHL or its owners or principals.